Hey, I'm your host Chandanija and this is Ashoka Changemakers Radio. And today we're talking to Pooja Dhingra, the Indian pastry chef and businesswoman who opened India's first French macaroon store. She today runs her own bakery chain called Le 15 Patisserie that specializes in French desserts. Let's find out what changes did Le 15 undertake during this pandemic so far. Hi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank Pooja. you for having me. So, um there there are a lot of out of home bakeries that have emerged yes. in my hometown. across the country also for that matter during this lockdown and one of them is called chibo khabo led by one of my closest friends here back home so when i talked to her about this podcast telling her that one of the episodes is with the puja dhingra she was the happiest and i i just really want to tell you that you have been a source of inspiration for a lot of people and your work continues to inspire everyone to keep on with their dream So I want to know how was how was your dream born and how has it evolved in the last 10 years of love thank you that is uh, some very kind words uh, at a very tough time <laughs> it's needed thank you um i mean my dream to say you know i i started off uh, baking when i was very young and i've always been very passionate about uh, pastry kitchen but i think uh, mm-hmm. somewhere uh, you know deep down i always knew that i would be an entrepreneur that i would run my own business because that's what i saw my father doing so actually getting a job hmm. somewhere or working for someone else was never really an option in my head um hmm. so yeah so hmm. as i went to you know the the dream at some point was to start a cafe and my parents were quite strict about education and they said that if you want to do it then you have to be uh, you know educated in in the same field so we're happy if you want to study or you want to open a cafe but go study hospitality um you know which mm-hmm. uh, i think that without their support and kind of their pushing in the right direction this would never have happened so very important for parents listening to support your children's dreams um but yeah, yeah. so then i i went to study hospitality which then led me to pastry and then eventually made me come back to india and start low 15 and would you say that this has been like a satisfying journey through and through all ha uh, depends on which day you ask me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how about today? <laughs> really, not so much. Really? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Because I, I, you know, I, I feel like yes. On you know, overall, the larger scheme of things, most definitely, it's it is a very satisfying journey. Uh, you know, we we mm-hmm. set out. I all I have this everything that I do or this intent. I I, I work very strongly with intention. So, what is my intention of this business? Why do I do what I do? Is it's always about you know. spreading joy happiness and, and i'm happy that we get to do that through love 15 um but then there's also so many challenges and anyone who runs their own business knows that and especially given the times that we are in now just like hmm. has you know just taken those challenges and multiplied them by i don't even know what number so yeah it's uh, <laughs> overall uh, definitely a satisfying journey but um a uh, slightly um, complicated answer that i've given for that yes it is a very satisfying thing so yeah as as you were saying that i and what i read about you and heard about you on interviews and podcasts i know that you're a strong believer with the ideology of never stop learning and considering what the pandemic got with it have been unprecedented times yeah. for all of us especially the fnb businesses i know that a lot of big crucial decisions were taken for le 15 yeah. during this time Can you provide a little bit insight on that like how have things been in the last 6 months of this pandemic at Love 15? Um 
you know, so I feel that for, for so many of us, this uh, pandemic has really been a hard stop hmm. to ask ourselves questions on what we're doing, why we're doing it. Uh, for me, it was just so much of a go, go, go for so many years hmm. that suddenly when I was faced with a situation where I had to even stop and ask myself, am I on the right path? Do I want to do this? Um, you know, I've never, I mean, given the situation that we're in, like it's right now, it, like Lefutin is a, you know, we raised money about three years ago, but for the last couple of years, we've been self-funded. So whatever, you know, money comes to the business, it goes into growing the business. So we right. didn't have any, uh, you know, there's not enough funds in the bank to just, you know, take all the hits that the pandemic would bring. Um, hmm. Raising money at a time like this uh, was definitely not advisable. Um, and also mm-hmm. not easily available, right? Because no one knew what was happening in the first three months, and then no and and no hospitality or, or restaurant business has that much of runway in the bank. It's not like any other tech business. You know, it's a very cash flow mm-hmm. business. We rely yeah. very heavily on the money that comes in to keep the business afloat. So all mm-hmm. this was happening, and at one point it was just a hard stop, saying that it can't continue like this. So what are my best options right now? Hmm. And these were really difficult questions to ask yourself because, you know, everything else you can prepare for, you can, if a quarter goes bad, if something, it's, it's things you are, you're mentally prepared to deal with, but Hmm. you know, uh, a a pandemic is something that was on nobody's watch list Um, and something that is so beyond your control that eventually I think for me, it was just about letting go, you know, like just giving up that control and being like, okay, this is the situation I'm in. Yeah, let's work with this. So it was very difficult because at one point there was actually, uh, you know, I've never had to sit and make a pros and cons list of just shutting the entire business down. And I was mm-hmm. so close to just being like, okay, do we just shut everything? Do we keep some part of it alive? What makes sense? What is going to be this new normal? What is... Um, what does six months down the line look like for hospitality? What does one year look mm. like? When will things change? So there were very difficult conversations. And very early on, we kind of realized that restaurants are not going to be the same for a while. Mm. You know, yeah. and, and, and and looking back now, we were, we were pretty accurate on that guesstimation because it is September and this has been going on yeah. since March. So not mm-hmm. having your restaurant open, not having footfalls, but then still having those trends and a team to support without any money in the bank is obviously not, doesn't make any sense, right? So um, mm-hmm. for us, it was very crucial to say, what can we let go of? Um, mm-hmm. What can we keep? And um, considering where the business was headed anyway, what can we do to accelerate certain parts of the business that really fit well with the times that we're in now? Like, what were the decisions that were towards accelerating the business? I know that um, your new store came up in Palladium and yeah, and congratulations, so, by the way. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, so first was to let go of all the, the things that we couldn't keep up with. So we, you know, had to let go of the entire savory arm of the hmm. business. It was like, you know, cut the arm to save the body sort of situation. So we let go of all of that, made sure that our costs and, uh, you know, really get the costs down to a a bare minimum from whatever, you know, whether it's from a rent perspective, a salary perspective, whatever that Mm. is. And then we we were always looking at ourselves, you know, going forward as as an FMCG company. Mm. Like we wanted to get into the packaged food space, in the premium sort of packaged food space. And that's what we've been working on 
for the last two years but you know there was always like oh we still had to wait for things to be perfect and this is not right and so much research and so much work and it's like a different ball game mm-hmm. right so for 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 us what we've done over the last two months is really accelerate those things so for example like you said everyone is baking at home now and everyone's a baker and um you know we we worked on our diy like cake yeah kits. i i saw that. like um, yeah so we're like how can you make a really good cake at home not everyone has the patience mm-hmm. or you know even i for, for one don't have even... that and i would love to cake mix it anytime yeah, yeah. and you know like the cake mixes that i've used in the market like i wasn't really happy hmm. with them so i was like okay what is the kind of cake that i would love to make at home that would be completely fast free hmm. um these, you know you look at ingredients so differently when you suddenly can't find anything you know in the early days of the lockdown hmm. it just changes your perspective on how you see things so uh, we've really moved all of that uh, along we've got our cookies that we're launching next week oh, wow. we have a hot chocolate mix Yeah so it's 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 been quite exciting to get all these things that were in the pipeline for so mm-hmm. long but now you actually see them in the physical form and you know actually send them to consumers for testing and all of that so yeah we did all of mm-hmm. that and palladium actually was pretty much ready it was meant to open on the 20th of march mm-hmm. okay um and yeah so the store was pretty much 95% ready and we had to um obviously we couldn't open because of the pandemic and um when malls were allowed to open we kind of revisited that conversation with palladium and said that look we've already invested the money in the store um we reworked our rents with them and we opened to be and the fact that you know you have other new areas that you guys are exploring yeah. that's actually like really inspiring to be very honest because an entrepreneur has said that you have to fail fast fail cheap fail often I wouldn't be yeah. able to say for the last two but I know that you're somebody who tries fast and and would be ready to experiment and get on with it. I remember your range of um the whisks basically that also was yeah. in action and and I I love how you know the experiments are always on and and the fact that the pandemic has not stopped that and then you've launched such great stuff even with your cookbook for I that mean, matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know like at some point um uh and i won't lie to you it's it, it was very difficult and it was very lonely as well right because mm. it, it you 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 physically in one space for so mm. long um not a lot of people around you can understand what you're dealing with i don't have co-founders mm-hmm. i don't have you know some so it was just me with a few core people that i can really rely mm. on having these discussions day after day and it's it's also like it, it, you know i am a very emotional person and everything that i do has that emotion with it right. right so even for that decision to close the cafe was uh, you know heartbreaking like yeah was, i i completely understand so, yeah and then but then we were like okay if this is happening what can we like how can we take you know the, the sourest lemons and make some kind of lemonade out of it and 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 do something with it so we actually did the uh, the cafe cookbook and we did yeah. we sold off all the all the you know equipment from the cafe which actually got in the revenue that we needed to start up okay. again so it kind of helped us uh, you know it was a good parting gift for us right um i'm catching on to what you said before uh, you said that it, it gets lonely and then that you don't have a co-founder yeah. i wanted to know do you ever feel that you would have had or preferred a co-founder Always. with you <laughs> every 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 time i i look mm-hmm. at friends who run businesses together and who share the burden of mm-hmm. this 
I'm like, oh, really, I wish, uh, you know, I wish I had someone who could share this burden. But I mean, I don't have a co-founder as such, but I do have an incredible team and I do have people I can rely on. Yeah, but, yeah I definitely wish if, if anyone's listening and wants to be a co-founder at Low 15, reach out to me. <laughs> okay, that's that's a good message out there, definitely. So I I completely yes. have a good view, a better view actually now. So um, I, I just one last question for you is this, that uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has changed lives as we know it. And I mean, is it is for individuals, for businesses, everywhere across for that matter. And entrepreneurs have to confront this new normal by reassessing and redefining, in some cases, their core businesses. So I would want to know that what does this new normal look like for Love 15 and how do you foresee it? I know that uh, world domination remains the bigger goal for you and what you envision <laughs> largely. Um, but how does this new yeah. normal fit into it? So, I, you know, I think that firstly, I don't think we are completely out of COVID. So I yeah, think it's a, it's a, you know, mm-hmm. a development that happens every day and every day there's new information. Uh, but I also feel that a lot of the plans that I had before COVID um, have, you know, dramatically changed where now you just realize mm-hmm. that you don't really need much of a physical presence. And um, so many consumer habits have been uh, formed and changed over the last five months, which would have taken years to develop. Like I used to hate Mm. shopping online and now I'm like, why do I need to leave Mm. my house to do anything? (laughs) Like I buy everything online. Um, I think for Love 15 as a brand, um, you know, we are in a very unique position where I feel right now our brand is bigger than our business. And that is a great place to be at because uh, most companies struggle with customer acquisition for us. We have a consumer base that's ready, whether it's through our Instagram or through our, you know, other social media, through our whatever that we do. So um, I'm quite excited to see mm. how we can build this community that we are working on with uh, some sort of packaged goods, some sort of yeah. longer shelf life products that still taste really good, um, that are mm-hmm. uh, at a premium price, but still affordable and um, yeah, still the, the mission, the, the the main intent of the company remains the same. We still want to spread joy and happiness. That's, you know, at our core, what we want to do. Uh, the format in which that happens will definitely change and has changed. But maybe it's changed, but the change for us is for the better yeah. because we can just scale much uh, faster without that much capital. So I think it's a, mm-hmm. in hindsight, I think it's a, it accelerated our growth in a way. Um, the next 90 days will be crucial for us to see how because yeah, like I said we're true. still yeah. not done with the pandemic so I don't want to speak too soon so um, the next 90 days or the next couple of months will be very crucial in just laying the groundwork for that and then post that you know once we realize and see what products um, are doing really well with our with our audience then we can decide where we want to scale all right. That's, I think, yeah, only time would tell what the outcome of that yeah. would be. But I yeah. wish you all the luck. And I'm, I'm nowhere near a baker, or but I'm definitely a foodie. But I could definitely tell you that, Pooja, your, your journey in general would have been an inspiration for people beyond the cycle of baking as well. Like your journey in general has been an inspiration to a lot of people and I being one of them. So I can only thank you for that. Thank you so much. You've been far too kind. And on a day like this, I truly appreciate it. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a win for the both of us. Then. <laughs> that brings us 
to the end of our second episode of the season Fashion Pandemic and Pivot. Let us know what you think of it on our Instagram handle at the date center for entrepreneurship underscore AU. If you have any recommendations on who I should interview next, write to me at thenejarachan at the rate gmail.com. This show is produced and edited by Yash Saxena.